I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is I'm just that sad. Is sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Lane, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. This is the plague. We got Pony Express, and then the the guest on the show today. Uh, let's. I'll just say this: this high impact man. He started the Woodshed AO. If you've ever been down there, uh, he also was was the first. Before pack, it was ruined. Before, yeah, before uh, Pony took over, he he was also the first packs. I think to. Um, lead us through iron packs challenge also recently helped us with the f3 omaha foundation event and organizing some of the uh, donations giveaways um family fun night uh, there so so ponzi is our guest on the show this time um and uh ponzi i think you have also been uh impactful to me I, you know i know pony is still getting to know you but um you know, I, I would just say I'm honored to have you on the show. And, and where we typically like to start is just by getting a little bit of background. Who EH'd you? Um, you know, what is your name? Where does that come from? And then also uh, walk us through, like, some of your favorite memories. And, and if you don't have any, I have a couple of my favorite memories. of. <laughs> but, yeah, start us off, man, and welcome. I, I kind of would rather hear your favorite memories first. But, all right. Um... So there were three questions there. I guess the first one, who EH'd me? Uh, his name is Specimen. Um, he, I think he's posted recently. We got to get him back out still. But Specimen EH'd me. And I will say uh, his wife also, she messaged me on Twitter um, because she knew wait time. And I was supposed to be one of the like, you know, um, big hurts in my life to this day that I will forever carry with me is that I'm not a true Redwood because I fear sacked the first two weeks and I told Specimen I would be there. And then I got scared and didn't go both times. And then the second time I told him, don't even text me, I'll be there next week. I was like so fed up with myself. Um, how I got the name Ponzi, I was day trading and um, also a, a male nurse or a nurse as Plague and I would, would say. And uh, I did not want to lead with male nurse because I knew from experience in college and I'm very wise that I would, I would get named Gaylord Fokker like right from the start. And so I was just like, no, like not give, I'm not going to give him this ammo. And uh, so I just said I was a day trader and ethanol, shout out to ethanol, um, throughout Ponzi scheme was like Ponzi scheme, Ponzi. Um, honestly, I thought he said Fonzie and I was pretty pumped about that. I was like, yeah, the Fonz. I, I would be a good Fonzie. And then I found out I was Ponzi and I absolutely hated it for the longest time. I've come to accept it. I kind of am a schemer um, ish. But also, the other thing is, you know, how everybody says you're like you, the first time through Namorama, you say FNG. I was trying to be like fun and playful. And the group really, I don't think, was there yet at being funny with each other. If you've seen some of the first Namoramas, they're pretty terrible and everybody's very serious and uh, tight lipped. And so I went before Specimen. And so I said, uh, Drew White, you know, I think it was 32 or 33 at the time. And 
So Drew White 32, Specimen Senior. And I thought that'd be so funny and guys would laugh. Nobody laughed. They all were just like, uh, who is this dude? And then wait time even like give me a look and he was like, FNG, welcome. And I was like, whoops. Uh, so well, that's, that's how I got my name. The other question was what my favorite memories. I've been talking a lot. You're doing, um, you're doing great, yeah, man. You're doing a good job. You, you, you go ahead. Why don't you give me your favorite memories first, and then I'll, I'll try to think of some along the way. I was going to say, uh, so, so Merch, I remember one of Merch's first, I think it might have been his first day, and we were out at uh, the Aldrich Murph, and, and we come around the corner, and Ponzi, I can't remember why, but Ponzi was standing there with pretending like he was he was going to the bathroom in the woods, and he just had his he was praying like his pants were down, and he had like a roll of toilet paper, and I'll just never forget merch. It was like his first time, and I remember him thinking like, "What is going on? I don't. What was the reasoning for that? I can't remember." Oh man, there's two stories there. I don't know what we how much time we have. Um, well, well, I'll give you the brief one, and if you want me to come back to that, you know, I mean, it might, all, almost all of F3 Omaha knows at this point, but I had to leave a workout, mid-workout, to go poop in the, in the woods at um, Burke, and uh, there's no woods at Burke, just FYI, so uh, somewhere out of Burke, and, uh, and so then I got this idea, um, I believe it was an April Fool's cue, I'll have to, I, I'm fairly certain that's what it was, and, uh, or it was, it was April 1st, and so... Um, I was working on some ideas for, I was supposed to be on the queue. And so I had some ideas of like how I could, you know, prank everybody and especially wait time. And Tater Tot also had an idea that came to play later in that one as well. That was really good. So my idea was to make wait time think that I fart stacked the queue and that I didn't show up. And then I also brought like a roll of toilet paper and yeah, and I had a bunch of toilet paper like laid out on the, on the track or on the trail um, leading to the playground. And then I had my phone light shining up right on my butt. And, uh, and so when they came around the corner, I was in the woods and it looked like I was, I missed the queue because I was pooping in the woods. And then I was like, oh, hey, hey guys. And uh, so then I, anyway, uh, the queue continued. And then Tater Tot's prank on that one was to have the police come um, mid-workout and tell wait time we were being too, uh, too loud. And I'll never forget wait time gives everybody like the, the hand, like, just stop. I got this. And he's like, you know, um, I got this guys. I got this. And we're like, Oh, okay. Wait time. You go handle it. And, uh, but that was the other April fool's joke. That was awesome. Yeah. I remember the, the police officer was like, yeah, somebody named Paw Patrol called in the complaint. And then at that point we all, yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, I also think, Ponzi, you know, some of my other favorite memories, I, I, I struggle um, having fun. I'm a little too serious uh, a lot of the times. And so I, I um, you've led several workouts that have just been a blast, at, you know, dodgeball, kickball, um, yeah. all sorts of those. I don't know if you have a favorite memory there, but um, I've still got some scars from diving for a kickball one time. <laughs> I remember that. You laid out for that thing. Um, you were on my team, so I was, I was appreciative for that. Um, yeah, you know what, actually, so it took me you know, a little bit to kind of show my true colors at F3, probably in terms of um, having a good time and being funny. So, um, you know, my first cue, probably I didn't feel super comfortable uh, doing that. I remember even during Womarama, I got so nervous, I like threw a couple exercises to some other guys so they could count for a little bit. Um, but so, I, you know, I, but then, yeah, there was one actually at the woodshed after we started that, where um, I did the woodshed winter games. 
and we played um, Duck Duck Goose Namorama and a uh, few other few other games. I I made it all like because I was like you know this is me. I grew up like uh, slow roast and baby grand. My brothers would make fun of me because I would turn everything I could into a game. And so finally, I was like, all right, it's time to show uh, my true colors here. I love making things into a game. I love competition. F3, you know, we're not super competitive with each other. Shout out to Iron Packs. And, uh, um, but, uh, <laughs> so, I, so I thought um, I would do woodshed winter games and was when I kind of first throw it, threw in some weirdness. Although my first woodshed workout, too, I think we did some patty cake workouts and other fun things. Um, I remember you at that one plague. You had a, your backwards red cap on. You were talking a lot of smack about my cue, and I said, hey, you know, if you want a cue one, feel free. <laughs> yeah, I struggled with that at the beginning, for sure, the, the yeah. fun workouts. Um, yeah. You know, talk me through, so we've got a lot of different experiences in F3, but um, just kind of where, where are you at today? I mean, you've been doing this now for over three years, and, you know, kind of in line with the fitness fellowship and faith, kind of the three Fs, where, where are you at? Where do you... Where are you headed? Where do you want to grow some more? Or give me your yeah. thoughts on that. Well, um, that's a pretty good question there, Plague. Why don't you guys send these beforehand? God. Uh, so, <laughs> just kidding. So, for me, I mean, I'll back up a little. When I first started F3, um, I've said this a few times that, like, when I've queued, and um, I don't know if guys, like, even here and stuff like this, but for me, like, when I first started, I was pretty lonely, honestly. Didn't have a lot of friends. Um, because I was a nurse, so it's like most of my friends were, uh, you know, girls I worked with who really like I wasn't friends with them outside of work. Um, so I had wanted some, you know, male friendship in my life. I don't know if I totally knew. I mean, I guess I kind of did because I told Kate that I was like, I miss having like guy friends, you know, to golf with and stuff. Um, and so F three, you know, really gave me that. I was, I honestly probably um, was a little bit at arm's length at first. I didn't really like it the first time I came. Thought it was kind of weird, a little too military for me. Um, and then uh, then it grew on me. Um, and uh, so, you know, and then the other funny thing, which I know I'm backing up a bit here, but I, you know, I wanted friendships in my life, but I would never go to cafeteria. I'd, I'd uh, so like, I'd go home and meditate and like journal out some positive things I was grateful for that day. And then finally one day I'm like driving away and I was, it like this dawns on me, you know, you that moment where it's like, wait, I've been wanting friendships, but like, I won't go to coffee with these guys once. I keep going home to meditate, be by myself. Like I'm the problem here, right? So um, anyway, so that's what I was, you know, for F3, that really gave me um, friendships. And then this year, like we moved in January to Papillion and uh, I, you know, I mean, I'll just be honest on the podcast. I haven't really thrown myself into Papillion and getting to know guys yet. Um, I know a few. Um, so some of it feels like starting over. So I think I've just been hesitant to do that. Um, I've posted less this year. Um, I, I told this, I think it was probably Folsom or someone the other day that I said, I realize I've got a little bit of a selfish mindset and that I feel like I've gotten a lot of the friendships I was looking for. Um, and so I think that's led to me maybe posting a little bit less, like oh, I'll post a couple times a week, one or two, um, and not seeing it as like, well, there's still other guys looking for those friendships. Um, and that I probably, I mean, I'm not going to say this on here because then you guys are going to make me accountable that I should maybe post a little more, but, uh, so I'm, I'm about one to two. A week right now is where I'm at. Um, I also, I've done this for three years in my body. You can't see the, the zoom, but it still looks like this, which is like not great. And so I decided, you know what? Uh, I was going to add a little weightlifting this year as well. And I, I mean, Pony's been talking about how much I look bulked up these days. So there you have it. There's where I was and where I'm at. 
Well, let me stop you there. And since the, the audience can't actually see you, I can attest. You do look much better. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Years. Yeah. So it must yeah. be the weightlifting. I mean, I would still encourage you to come post. You are missed, especially at the woodshed. <laughs> hey, I was there. Um, a couple things. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm stoked that you were there. A um, yeah. couple of things to unpack there. You know, you talked about your move and, uh, you know, being out west and trying to get plugged out or I guess South, being out and getting plugged in there, that can be hard. I mean, we're going through a time where F3 is blowing up. But what you're saying resonates with me, too, because I am definitely a creature of habit. Hey, I go to Woodshed every Friday. I like to hit a pre-run on Thursday, and, and Tuesday's going to be at the Coliseum, probably. Um, I don't know. It, just hearing you say it makes me want to shoot. I need to venture out probably a little bit further. Um I don't know. Maybe I'll hold you accountable. You can hold me accountable. We'll make our way, uh, make yeah. our way around Omaha. You know, for me, a uh, struggle a little bit back too was when we were growing. It was like, man, I missed the day. I kind of selfishly missed the days of being small. Um, uh, but I also know how much good uh, I've got, and this has done for my life and for me and for my family. And so, um, I don't truly want it to stay small. But I, I was at one point. Um, I think I had a lunch with wait time and I told him that I was like mourning the loss of how small we were, <laughs> which sounds stupid. Right. But it, uh, that was, that was a tough thing for me as we were growing. But I mean, there's just so many good things happening from the growth, but uh, in the end, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, no, for sure. And then part of that, you know, just on the small group side of being a smaller group, you do make those connections super quick with guys. Like you're probably able to find that male friendship that you're looking for. Um, maybe enter into a shield lock with a couple guys. Um, Rollbar posted a thing about having a shield lock actually a few months back on Slack, and I'm not on Slack a ton, um, but that one that one hit me because I was like, I've been in the group a lot uh, or a while, and I have like a lot of guys that say like, oh, they're my buddies, they're my friends. I don't, I didn't think I really had a um, great shield lock though, honestly. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't think I've I've said like, hey, this is my shield lock. You know, that's probably the, the issue there. Uh, so shout out to Rollbar, his post um, had me thinking a lot about that. And I, and I feel like I've gotten a little bit more intentional about like, okay, these are the guys that really like, you know, can hold me accountable. So the thing that's important is to find guys that can hold you accountable for the things that you're working on. Um, and then the other thing I would just comment is it's okay to go to the same sites. Like mm -hmm. by design, that's why we keep trying to get more sites is so we can have smaller groups and so that you don't have to go so far to find those groups. And so I think, you know, some of um, what we've done with like the khakis challenge, right? We've kind of said, hey, go to all the different sites, try to go to as many as you can. Well, that's kind of fun for, for a season, right? In October when we do that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's totally fine if you go to the site that's closest to your house and build relationships with the guys there, right? Because you're going to impact your community. Um, so I, I don't think you need to feel guilty about that, but it, it's an interesting phenomenon that we do often feel guilty when we can't make it to all of the different sites. Ponzi, talk to us a little bit um, about uh, Third F. I know you've got some close family ties related to faith, and then you've also spent some time kind of going on your own journey to figure out um, what it is you believe in, kind of the what, what, um, but talk to us about that mm -hmm. if you believe. Yeah. Well, first, I think uh, you did try to hold me accountable on how much I was on my uh, cell phone, and I, I think I failed it. Like, I, you, you, you kept trying to hold me accountable. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll send to you later. So uh, <laughs> you did a good job. That was, that was me. Um, 
faith journey? That is a, that is a long answer. Um, I will say one thing, I mean, keep it F3 related. Um, pre F3, I really wasn't doing much outside of myself, honestly, probably um, pretty selfish. Um, and I, I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, I'm not a Wentworth or a Lemon Law yet, but like um, in terms of those guys are always, I feel like serving in the community, but um, definitely like, you know, for me, so like just a simple thing is like, Selleck started doing blood drives. So he and I started, you know, we kind of started doing them together. And then um, I've, I'm now, I think this will be my third year coming up here, do like a annual blood drive um, for my birthday. Um, and so that's, so, so I mean, thinking outside of not just like, well, how am I putting action, I guess, to my faith and how am I doing things in the community? Um, yeah, on a personal note, you know, I grew up a pastor's kid um, and, uh, you know, have a faith in God. And um, just about a year and a half ago, um, my, my, I had been going to my dad's church for years. And so just to, decided to take a, a break to kind of um, reset a little bit and make sure that I wasn't maybe doing things out of duty to uh, family. And so um, Kate and I took, you know, taking about a year and a half off now just going to church. But um, and just being a little bit more, I guess, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure what I mean by a little more, but just taking a little break and a little, a little rest from that and trying to figure out, you know, where we stand on things. And um, I don't want to be, I guess the epiphany, if you want me to go deep into it, is I realize that, you know, the, there's the story of the prodigal son and there's the brother who stays home, but he stays home for the wrong reasons, right? He's just trying to be the dutiful son. Um, and so I just had this epiphany that that's kind of who I, I was, be, I had kind of become, I was doing things a little bit out of duty and, uh, made, and just needed to have, like, I guess, a heart check, see where I was at. So got kind of deep. I hope that's all right. <laughs> no, that, that's perfectly fine. And I, I'm appreciative that you would even be willing to share that. Um, yeah. Do you feel like F3 has kind of helped you in this past year and a half with, you know, your kind of your time away or, or kind of recalibrating as you, you you alluded to yeah absolutely um i think it goes back to that shield lock question um i've had you know plague as multiple times asked me how it's going um you know and i and i told this to kate actually just a couple nights ago i had lunch with grills on wednesday and um grills had asked me about it and i said the thing i appreciate about um grills and i know we're not supposed to say nice things on here but uh, about each other but <laughs> i said some people would ask me about, you know, like, hey, are you going Are you going to church? How's that going? Because they maybe want me to go to their church or they're trying to recruit me or, you know, whatever. Um, with grills, it's just a genuine, like, hey, how's that going? Where, you know, where are you and Kate at with this? Um, so those, you know, I mean, honestly, uh, I don't think anybody outside of F3s really asked me that. And I've had just a couple of guys within the group ask me how that's going. Um, and so, you know, and I, I do rely on, the friendships the circle of trust i mean i if any pastors are listening they'll want to mute this but i get more from those circle of trust than i probably ever do from a sermon um i take you know i can a lot of times i'll write down something from that that day like later the later in the day that i learned um you know and then especially when guys are vulnerable i mean i, I um i'll tell you like Fol one of Folsom's first cues he was extremely vulnerable with us and i told him i was like you know that was one of the best cot's i've ever heard um now he's since gotten carried away and they're all 20 minutes long but that was one of his best and uh <laughs> and so um long-winded way of saying yeah i get i get a ton out of that and it has helped me 
Um, and when guys share their journeys and their struggles and that COT, um, that really is an impactful for me. I, I love the, um, you know, you think about the, so F3 says the what, what, right? So, so what happens when we die and what does that mean about um, the way we live our lives today? And what's really cool, and, and it's, it's interesting because Bubbles mentioned a very similar thing, right? It's like as you go on a spiritual journey to answer those questions, um, kind of taking your family along and leading your family in that same same journey, right? Because ultimately you want your, your M and your shorties to have be able to answer those questions too and so to be able to genuinely say hey you know and um it's also interesting you mentioned the prodigal son and um I, just the similarity between that story in the bible and the and like the sad clown right like the guy who's mm -hmm. doing everything yeah. he thinks he's supposed to do um yeah. i was gonna ask um one of the things that uh i think you have done um ponzi too for the group is also um You've led several 2.0 workouts, which um, I, I know is a lot of fun for you. But um, talk to me about that, just like because um, you you are a really good dad. Like when I think about um, a dad who's willing to do whatever his kids want to do to have fun and to grow, and um, but talk to me about that. How have you maybe been able to share those skills with other guys, or maybe picked things up from other guys? What's what's been the drive for you there? Hmm. Well, thank you for. Uh, that compliment that means a lot um the 2.0 workouts i think i i think uh i can't remember how that started i think mostly it's because you know going back to the start what you said um i've done some goofy workouts in the past uh was a pediatric nurse for a while so i think that's kind of how it like came about was like oh hey he's kind of weird and kids would like him and so uh <laughs> so that's you know that's how i um said those and then uh yeah i kind of became the 2.0 guy for a little bit luckily we've got some guys who are far more qualified now that are pe teachers and um some good dads as well i would say i've been more impacted by the other guys than that i've seen parents um in the group and uh you know like one that stands out for me is um and again i can't believe i'm saying something nice about him but brazilian um i, I he was one of the first that i you know like um that, you know, he actually, he's one of the first guys who had asked me to lunch and really got to know each other. And then as I got to know him more and, um, you know, I could tell he'd do anything for those, those girls of his and his wife and, um, and just the way he talked about them, you know, it's like, so for me, and I should maybe I'll, well, I'll mention this. So before I have three, I played in some adult like men's soccer leagues and, um, I always kind of hated them because afterwards, like the guys, you know, they go out to the bar, which is fine, but, um, you know, kind of talk smack about being in a family, being family men. And you could tell like really weren't into it. And I was like, what? I love, I love being a dad and a husband. Like for me, like, so I don't really relate with those guys. And this was like their night away and to kind of complain about stuff. And um, so F3 was far different and what I was looking for in that way. And that like, it was like guys who actually like were intentional about being dads, wanted to be good dads, wanted to be good husbands um, and actually wanted to get better in those areas. And, uh, you know, and playing, like I would say, you know, you're one of those guys and, uh, you know, pony, I mean, you're okay, but no, you're, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're, you're going to be a terrific dad and you're already a great husband. Um, though maybe don't talk trash when you're trying to beat your wife in tennis is all I got to say. But, uh, but yeah, so for me, um, really being around these guys in F3, like encouraged me, like, oh, it's not weird to want to be a good husband and a good dad. Right. Um, and then there's tons, I mean, there's tons of guys that that come to mind and I could name them all, but I don't want to 
like offend anybody, but yeah, it's, so I, I think I probably learned more from watching those guys and I, people probably learn from me. Well, I'll tell you the example that I'm referencing here is a, a cue you had. Um, this is out of the vault here, but uh, back in 2019, you referenced a, a Ray Dalio quote, um, heroes inevitably experience at least one big failure that tests whether they have the resilience to come back and fight smarter and with more determination. And, and at the time you had mentioned that uh, you and Kate were helping your kids understand failure. And I just, I, I feel mm. like you've, you've been able to tie several concepts from F3 and from, the, you know, you're a reader. Um, so the books, the podcast, whatever, and you, you've been able to tie that back in and, and teach your kids. So it's been really cool to just, um, just get to be a part of that experience. That with I did want to make a comment about, about what you were saying about learning from other guys. And uh, I think that's such a great message. Um, and I think what F3 does is it puts you around inspiring men. Um, like every time I go and I meet people at these workouts, I am inspired by you, by Bubbles, by whomever, by a new FNG that's just coming out because they heard about us in the news. You know, mm -hmm. there's little things that people teach you along the way, whether that be in a COT or if it's on a pre-run um, yeah. that you can pick out, pick up and then like carry on into your, into your life. And so really, I just want to make a comment, but I think you hit it on the head. Um, but then I did want to kind of ask you, you know, Plague had mentioned you, you started the woodshed. And as the current site i I'm very grateful that you did that. Um, yeah, yeah. But you've also uh, took part in leading and helped plan the two-club conundrum. And, and Plague had also mentioned your 2.0 workouts mm -hmm. and uh, the iron packs, as well as the... I just kind of want to talk to you about what, what compels you to take these opportunities to lead. Yeah. Um, so, well, I mean, they're all kind of different. The woodshed was just, I mean, I, I reached out to wait time and told them it was kind of for selfish reasons. It was like, Hey, I think at the time we had uh, Murph and a Tuesday workout. Um, I can't. And, and then Saturday. And I was like, man, I would love a Friday workout. And so I just messaged him. I was like, you know, if someone wanted to start one, how do you go about that? And he was like, you know, it'd have to be someone I feel comfortable with. I feel pretty comfortable with you, you know, and like, and then uh, I don't know why he let me run with it. And I had a blast doing it like, I, you know, but um, so that was kind of selfish. And then, um, you know, F, honestly, again, another thing that um, F3 had really helped me discover or realize about myself is like, you know, I like planning fun stuff and planning parties and having a good time um all selfishly because i like to have a good time but i also like seeing others have a good time and have fun and uh so I, f3 truly kind of put me back in touch with that side of myself i'd say that i maybe like kind of lost or didn't realize was was there um and so you know i don't i don't really even remember i came up with the two club conundrum and me and Sela got started in it but um for some reason and actually i'm not even sure i came up with it. i think it was like maybe i was golfing with brazilian or something and we were talking about how it'd be fun and um, so if someone else came up with it and, you know, let me know, I can't remember. Cause so I hope I'm not <laughs> screwing someone over here that came up with the idea, but, uh, but yeah, I just like having fun. And then I like, um, and for me, I'm very much like, you know, life can be serious and hard sometimes. Right. But, uh, if you don't enjoy it, like what's the point of it? And so I really like to, um, bring a little, just, I like to remind people that, you know, it's okay to have fun and not to take ourselves so freaking serious sometimes. And, uh, and so that's, I don't know if I'm totally answering your question, but it's, uh, definitely no, you are, and I can, yeah. yeah, you know, you are, and I can attest to that. And I'm very grateful. Uh, we did a co-to about a month back 
And <laughs> the coach was, okay, well, we're going to play kickball because that's what Ponzi has done before. And I think nine guys showed up because it was right in conjunction yeah. with the yard yeah. that's opening up. The Woods numbers had kind of dipped. Um, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's only, like, nine guys here. And I freaked out. I was like, oh, well, we can't play this game. We've got to switch oh, yeah. to You're just a typical your mind. Boot, yeah. boot, camp, <laughs> boot camp workout. We go through, do a little pre-thing or warm around and then a pre-thing. You're like, hey, man, this sucks. Let's go play wiffle ball. We can do it. <laughs> I was, like, really reluctant to do it. I, I was like, no, I think we need to do this. The yeah. guys won't have as much fun. But I listened to you. We spent the last 20 minutes playing wiffle ball, and it was a blast. And I think everyone there had a great time. And yeah. that's just a great reminder because I myself fall into that trap of, oh, the workouts need to be tough. And I, for yeah. them to take me serious, I have to take this workout very serious, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And that just couldn't have been more opposite of the actual point there, yeah. where when we made it fun, guys really opened up, and then they really started to, like, communicate with each other and just open up. It was great. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You go to work, it's like you tell people, yeah, I, played, I started my day by playing wiffle ball, or I started my day by playing kickball today, right? Like, that's pretty, that's pretty fun. I do like to give guys a heads up if I'm going to do it, because some guys, they do want to, like, you know, plague. Plague's got to run at least 47 miles to feel good before the day started. And so – you know, you got to give them a heads up that you're going to do a wiffle ball or a kickball cue or else, uh, you know, they might be kind of bummed. I do want to back up a little bit because I had somebody ask me this recently. And um, so so you started the woodshed and this was back in the day when we had some really creative AO names like the Monday Murph yeah. was called the Murph, which um, super mm -hmm. creative there. Uh, but what's behind the name the woodshed? What does that mean? Where did that come from? What, what was the inspiration? <laughs> well, OK, so I do remember this one. And um, this is a shout out to Selleck because I was trying to come up with where we should do it. I thought maybe Stinson Park. Selleck was like, let's go somewhere else, you know. And so we talked about Elmwood. And then he and I had thrown out a bunch of names to each other. And then he was like, you know, the woodshed, like take you out back to the woodshed for a beating, you know, like, um, I mean, I don't know if that's how you guys are raised. That's, but uh, <laughs> so, but anyway, so that's, so it was like, he, he came up with this idea of the woodshed. And I was like, oh, yes, 100%, I'm in. And then, yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, it's, and it's a very foresty, you know, wooded area. So I think it works, but yeah, so it's, you know, go to the woodshed and um, before Pony, it was like, go out there and get a, a smackdown and a beatdown. Pony's kind of softened it up a little, um, but it was really solid. Um, a place where guys went every week and they knew like they were going to get a beatdown. They were going to play a patty time. cake and play kickball. Now they're just like, God. <laughs> woodshed it's so boring but no but truthfully pony you've done a great job and actually i meant to tell him this the other day i'm, I'm going to give him some kudos because i've thrown him under the bus quite a bit today uh i don't even know if you know this but you you've continued a tradition at the woodshed where if there's a fng someone buys their coffee and um i don't know if, i i don't honestly know if other ales are doing it uh i never tried to, I, but i started doing that late at the woodshed and Pony has kept it going, and I do appreciate it. And uh, he, you're doing a great job, man. I thought I was just doing it on my own initiative. I didn't even know that you had started that. So. Right. No, you're copying. Know, it's kidding. fine. <laughs> just kind of like most of your good ideas. They're usually like some kind of iteration of something. They're I They're rooted. Yeah. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're rooted in some, something that you've done in the past. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you when you uh, – when we first started talking earlier uh, in this podcast, you said, well, you know, for me, it was like really weird when I first started coming to these workouts, like it was very yeah. regimented and military-like mm -hmm. and I didn't know if it was for me. 
Yeah. I guess when did it switch for you? Like to where yeah. like, okay, I'm all in and this is why I'm all in. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so the, yeah, the first workout, I kind of hated it. It was like, no, I don't think this is for me. And I thought everybody was kind of clicky because no one really, I was like running on my own. Um, I don't think we hadn't like really developed the culture yet either of like picking up the six and stuff. So everybody was still kind of new to each other. Um, whereas now it's not that way. Right. So I was still just part of, that was just part of the newness of it. And so luckily, um, I'm not someone who just like does something once and is like, well, it sucks. I'm never coming back. So I was like, I'll give it a few more tries. So I showed up again and I, I liked it better the second time. I'm still not like in love with it, but actually because I was playing all that outdoor soccer, I got injured and I couldn't do lateral stuff. I couldn't play soccer. So I was like, well, I was really getting into starting workouts, So I was like, I'll just go to this and give it a chance. And then, um, and that's when it kind of like just started to, you know, it's kind of that compound effect, you know, it keeps showing up and it was like, Oh, there are some good things here. Oh, this guy's interesting. Oh, this guy, I like this guy. Oh, Brazilian wants me to queue now. Oh no. You know, <laughs> uh, I was like, maybe I should quit. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so it, it took, I mean, honestly, there wasn't like an exact moment. It took a little bit of just continuing to post and build those relationships. Um, and so, and I think, I think, like I said, it's, it's different back then because we were still developing that culture. Now it's pretty developed that the guy comes in and they should feel part of the group like day one, you know? Um, but yeah. I love that. Um, what, uh, so as you, as you think about kind of the tradition of, you know, buying a new guy coffee, right? Assuming that that is the goal there is to get him to cafeteria. Um, but what, what other, you know, just looking back at maybe how you've experienced things or things other guys have found helpful, what would be that piece of advice or encouragement you would give to maybe a new guy, maybe a guy that's out injured or, you know, just, just to other guys that might, um, be kind of trying to still find their place within F3, what would you tell them? Yeah. Um, man, that's a good question. I guess I'd say <laughs> I could give this advice, but I'm probably not truly following it right now. Is uh, <laughs> So, um, but it would be to, you know, just keep showing up. Um, the other thing, the real, the real advice, actually more than that, that one's kind of crap. Uh, let's give you different advice. The real one is to actually uh, be, you know, be vulnerable um, and be open with people. Um, I think that's one of the, like, you know, wait time calls, cafeteria, the glue, um, I believe. And I think the other part of that glue is the vulnerability of the, of guys with each other and being honest. Um, and so, you know, if you're someone who's, you know, there's a, a barrier and a wall, you're not letting guys in, you know, it's going to be tough to, for them, you know, to create a friendship. Um, and so you got to kind of, I guess, break that barrier, that wall down a little bit and, uh, you know, be vulnerable be honest. Um, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, all of our poop stinks, right? We all have problems. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's where, for me, the real like, um, value of F3 is like, you can really be honest with each other. And I mean, you're not going to get judged because somebody in this group has struggled in something that you're struggling in. And a lot of times we all think we don't have the same struggles and that we're special, but you know, really we're not. Um, so that'd be my main advice is to just like hop in and, and be yourself too. You know, if you're funny, be funny. If you're very serious, be serious. But, um, but yeah. And, but don't be too serious. Right. I think that's, you've taught me that, you know, I think um, yeah. I, at the time I started F3, I, I like, you know, I thought there was only way to only one way to have fun in life. And then that had been very destructive. And so then I was like, 
you know, I gotta be serious. I can't have any yeah. fun. I, I think um, you taught me that I can be, I can have fun, but I can still um, do that uh, in a responsible way. Um, yeah. I, you know, I remember one time, I think it was you that we were, it was like a rainy morning and we were at uh, Stinson Park and it was just like muddy. And I remember looking over going like, our kids would be so jealous right now. Uh, <laughs> like out playing yeah. in the mud. And I just remember yeah. like, wow, like this is like, this should be fun. Like I should have, I yeah. should be smiling more. And um, so it's, it's guys yeah. like you that have helped me to do that better. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, we'll do Namorama. I'm uh, Brandon Flea Hardy, 35, The Plague. The Plague. The Plague. I'm John Whitworth. I'm 29, Pony Express. <laughs> Pony Express. Pony hey. Express. Hey. Drew White. 35, Ponzi. Ponzi. Nice job, man. That was great. Thanks for asking me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thank you.